It's time for our Trees Are Key podcast, brought to you by Texas A&M Forest Service. I'm Paul Johnson, coordinator of our Urban and Community Forestry Program. Welcome to episode 302. Last week, we explored how the commons are key. And this week, let's discuss why fitness is key in arboriculture and forestry. Want to work up in a tree or on a fire line? You'll quickly figure out why fitness is key. For those of us that spend most of our time behind a computer, microphone, or the steering wheel of our vehicle, it may not be as obvious, but it's just as, or maybe even more important, to focus on fitness. My wife and I just passed our 11th anniversary of tracking and logging our steps. We picked up a Nintendo personal trainer walking after the holidays 11 years ago and have used them daily to track our steps. They're still going strong. And as an example, in those 11 years, I've logged over 48 million steps, which is approximately 24,000 miles, just about enough to have circumnavigated the Earth. If you've known me during this time, you'll know that my fitness level and weight has fluctuated even while consistently making my step goal of 10,000, now 13,000 steps a day. Of course, there are days that I've missed goal but there are also days that I've doubled or tripled goal. It's amazing how effective Disney World was for exceeding my step goals. If there is a silver lining to 2020 and the global pandemic, it's that there's been less time away from home and more time to focus on health, fitness, and self-care. I'll admit, the first three months of the lockdown were spent self-soothing with food and drink. I was still meeting my step goal, but I was consuming many more calories than I was expending, and my weight was creeping up again. Let's just say that over the last 18 years, I've been very accomplished at gaining weight and losing weight. Maintenance has been much more challenging. After three months of sitting at home, working, eating, and drinking, I decided to make a change, as much for my mental health as for my physical health. It was time to increase my fitness. I spent more time outside, getting sun, and moving. I know there are many philosophies about fitness, but for me, the only thing that has ever really worked is to eat and drink less and move more. Ultimately, weight loss comes from caloric deficits. The magic is in finding what lifestyle changes best allow you to exert the control needed to eat less and move more. It's up to you and your healthcare professional to decide if that means keto, carnivore, low-carb, low-fat, Mediterranean, Jenny Craig, intermittent fasting, mayo diet, the list goes on and on. Eating less may not be enough. You may also need to move more. I was figuring out that I had an available time issue. Yes, I could walk more, but there are only so many hours available in the day. So I decided to try increasing the intensity by running. For the first time in my adult life, I was running without being chased by something. I'm not advocating for running. The higher impact may not be a good choice for you. Maybe swimming's a better option, riding a bicycle. Once I adapted to running three days a week, I decided to then add resistance training. But the gyms and rec center were all closed, So I started experimenting with bodyweight resistance training, also known as calisthenics, three times a week. Lots of push-ups, pull-ups, squats, rows, 
all with minimal equipment. I've done many of my workouts on a nearby playground. I can do actual proper pull-ups for the first time in my adult life. It's likely that I could safely and efficiently climb a tree. Yes, I may be a bit nostalgic about climbing and pruning trees from when I was younger. Maybe I should try a recreational tree climbing experience. One of the challenges and blessings we face is that our bodies are very adaptable. Kind of like a tree. They can adapt to the stresses that are placed on them, and those stresses may not have the same effect over time. With our bodies, that's one of the reasons that my daily step goal increased from 10,000 to 13,000 steps a day. You've got to try to keep your body guessing. So I've started adding in jumping rope, talk about an effective aerobic exercise, here lately. In forestry and wildland firefighting, we utilize the work capacity test to evaluate fitness. Here's an excerpt from the U.S. Forest Service pamphlet, quote, Wildland firefighting and other forms of field work demand a high level of fitness to safely perform arduous, day-long work in difficult environmental conditions, including steep terrain, extreme temperatures, altitude, and smoke, and to meet unforeseen emergencies. When prolonged hard work is involved, fitness is the most important factor in work capacity. Work capacity is a composite of fitness, acclimatization, nutrition, skill, experience, motivation, and intelligence. Fitness is the most important factor. Fitness has two components, aerobic and muscular strength. Aerobic fitness is a measure of your ability to supply working muscles with the oxygen they need to perform vigorous, day-long work. When you can deliver and use oxygen efficiently, you can do work without undue fatigue. Muscular fitness includes strength, muscular endurance, and flexibility. Strong workers can lift and carry heavy loads with less fatigue or risk of injury. Muscular endurance enables you to continue working at otherwise fatiguing tasks, and flexibility means a better range of motion that lowers the risk of injury. Most wildland firefighters must meet minimum levels of fitness requirements for the types of duties they are assigned. There's the arduous pack test a three-mile hike with a 45-pound pack in 45 minutes or less, moderate capacity, two-mile hike with a 25-pound pack in 30 minutes or less, or light duty, walk one mile in 16 minutes, no pack. Arduous work involves above-average endurance, aerobic fitness, lifting more than 50 pounds, muscular fitness, and occasional demands for extraordinarily strenuous activities. All wildland firefighters perform arduous duty. Moderate work involves lifting 25 to 50 pounds and occasional demand for moderately strenuous activity. Safety officers and fire behavior officers perform moderate duty. Light work involves mainly office-type work with occasional field activity. Jogging during the work capacity test is not permitted. The energy cost of the pack test is similar to fireline work. Pack test performance relates directly to muscular fitness. Because of the test distance, the pack test is an excellent indicator of the capacity to perform prolonged arduous work under adverse conditions with a reserve to meet unforeseen emergencies. End quote. You can also check out health.gov 
for the second edition of the Physical Activity Guideline for Americans for more information on how much we should be moving. What's your fitness level? Could you qualify for the fire line? What are your favorite fitness routines? Please let us know on facebook.com slash treeserkey or tweet at treevangelist. It's time for our Tree of the Week Species Spotlight. This week's tree comes from our Trees of Texas website, texastreeid.tamu.edu. Chinkapin oak, Quercus mullenbergii, is a deciduous Texas native, medium or large tree, reaching a height of 70 feet and a trunk to 3 feet in diameter, with a rounded crown of glossy green foliage. It's also planted widely as a shade tree suitable for limestone soils. Chinkapin oak occurs from northeast Texas to central Texas and south to the Guadalupe River, and also in the mountains of west Texas, growing on mostly limestone soils, especially at the base of bluffs and along stream courses. Their leaves are simple, alternate, oval to elliptical or oblong in shape, 4 to 6 inches long, 1.5 to 2 inches wide, leaf edge rather sharply toothed but without bristle tips, teeth slightly recurved. Separate male and female flowers appear in spring on the same tree. Male flowers born on a yellowish catkin 3 to 4 inches long, and female flowers are less conspicuous and reddish. Their fruit is an acorn requiring just one season to mature, one half to one and a quarter inches long, light to dark brown when ripe, enclosed by one half its length by the bowl-shaped cup. This acorn is edible if roasted. Chinkapin oak bark is light gray, breaking into short narrow flakes on the main trunk and limbs, and is deeply furrowed on older trunks. Their wood is heavy, hard, strong, durable, and takes an excellent polish. Used for barrels, fencing, cross ties, fuel, and occasionally for furniture. Swamp chestnut oak, Quercus mishausii, is similar but occurs in southeast Texas and has larger leaves with rounded teeth. Chinkapin oak is named because of the resemblance of the leaves to the Allegheny chinkapin, Castanea pumilla, a relative of American chestnut, Castanea dentata. Be sure to visit our Texas Tree Selector website to find trees which are appropriate for your planting location at texastreeplanting.tamu.edu. Upcoming tree events. Unfortunately, most in-person events are still on hold at this point. We at Texas A&M Forest Service are still on the job. We're doing our best to keep it business as usual. Let us know what we can do to help. Need CEUs? Keep your eyes open for the various webinars from the likes of Tree Fund to keep current and be ready when it's time to renew your credentials. We'll let you know when in-person events come back online. Pun intended. Quick update. You can now find Trees Are Key on Spotify. Join us next week as we explore how prescriptions are key. From bespoke fertilization to plant health care plans to pruning specifications, our prescriptions are key to efficient and effective tree care. That's next week on Trees Are Key. Thanks for listening. Our agency website is tfsweb.tamu.edu. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at treevangelist and on facebook.com slash treesarekey. Please take a moment and share us with your family and friends and rate and review us on iTunes. It'll help others find us. Until next week on Trees Are Key.